You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. How about this pressure on Carlson? He misses. Their season essentially is over. This one counts, and the Raiders have won it. Las Vegas is still alive. 16-14 as Carlson hits the game winner. Welcome on in. Beck UL Daily presented as always by Fan Duel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G with you on a Tuesday morning. A ton to get to. Our buddy Jim Sonis will join us later in the show. From FanDuel, we will have a lot to talk about in terms of two more games tonight on a Tuesday. We'll start looking forward to Week 16 NFL Futures. But, Joe, we got to start with a Monday night doubleheader. The double teaser hit. We came up with it yesterday in the middle of the show. Why don't we tease that Browns game both ways as the line moved around? Pair it with a Vikings teaser down, and it all worked out. Double teasers worked. Um, the favorites win yesterday. They uh, no, no big – I mean, it was really not a surprise yesterday. It was just the quality of play stunk yesterday. Those were some bad football games we got yesterday. There's no question. Oh, it was brutal. When did you realize we're going to hit the double T's? When, when did that uh, set in? Because we were nervous about yeah. two different games. I was more worried about the first game. Once that got inside the number, once Cleveland finally showed up and got on the scoreboard – I felt very comfortable about that. I thought the Browns were actually going to win that one, but we can get into that and the impact on the futures in a moment. Uh, but when did you realize that one's getting home? Because I think when me, the Browns, when the Browns, me, the touchdown, the touchdown. So you were you had no concerns about Kirk Cousins showing up on Monday night, and because you were starting to make the case that maybe the yeah. Bears could win. So the first game, I knew the double tease there, that side of the double would work as soon as Mullins threw the touchdown pass in the fourth quarter. I was like, all right, we're home here. There's no way this game's getting that wacky with three minutes ago. These teams could barely move the football anyway. As far as the the second game, I don't know, one of the times that the the Bears had a chance and just threw it away. I mean, the Vikings gave them that game to cover. They did the whole night. I mean, they only scored 17 points. They kept giving fields the ball on the other side of the 50 turnovers or the missed field goal, whatever. Like, it was everything last night. And the Bears... I texted you guys last night as well. The Bears make everything feel so hard. The field is too Oh, yeah. 200 yards <laughs> Buddy, you're telling us. Open. I mean, thanks for the revelation. <laughs> but, but like Any other breaking news time. you'd like to share? Anything else you got? Yeah, but last night was the first time they were standalone in a while, and I was watching them. Well, I guess it was last night. Since Sunday. last week. But, but, I, but I was on them. But I, but I, was, I, I had some investment in their game. Like I, did, I didn't, yeah. wasn't on the Packers game last weekend. So I was watching more intently. I'm like, this is brutal. They make the field feel like it's 200 yards long. What are they doing out there? I tweeted it. 24 plus years on this earth, the Bears have given me happiness exactly two times. They had nearly 200 more yards of offense than the Vikings. Yeah, Nearly 200 more yards. Yards per play. Bears, 5.3. Minnesota, 3.2. The great Kirk Cousins didn't throw for 100 yards yesterday. Mike Zimmer's like, run it, run it, run it again. Let's keep running it. 28 carries. Dalvin Cook. We talked about how this defense had nobody left. There was nobody in the secondary. You're facing one of the premier receivers in the game. Outside of that early score, they shut Justin Jefferson down somehow. They did a really solid job on Dalvin Cook. Akeem Hicks turned the clock back, 
and he was a monster yesterday. They, and they had 370 yards, and they held the Vikings to less than 200, and they still lost the game. They should have lost the game by multiple scores. <laughs> well, were you were you ever worried they were going to? Because that's like no, nope, I was never worried they were going to. Like I just see this movie too many times. All the fourth downs, like honestly, and someone tweeted like if they had just kept kicking field goals, um, they would have covered easily. But it was just peak bears. Yeah, I mean, you had to go for those fourth downs. You did. You did. Yeah. You absolutely did. Yeah. Yeah, they had three fourth down failures in the game. Uh, they had 11 more first downs than the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, that team has some talent. And we we talked in the past, I'd say a month or so ago. I know Paul got down on uh, Minnesota at that point. I know they won. And now they're back to 500. After yesterday, we have three of the four teams that played. They're 500. They're all 7-7. Seven and seven. Mm-hmm. They're not a threat to do anything. I don't... I don't they have all that talent. They actually have some talent on the defensive side, too. And the numbers are just brutal. And it's been a terrible defense for a couple of years now. They're not a threat. And it's not just Kirk. I think that's the easy thing a lot of us do. A lot of the media talking heads do. Oh, Kirk Cousins never going to win a big game. Big spots, prime time. Look at his record. He's terrible. All that is true. But look around. Look what else they have. I mean, the coaching is just brutal. Just brutal. And if you watch a line of scrimmage, the Bears kicked their ass. They kicked their ass there, too, except for the scoreboard. Yeah, so I'm looking this morning. They're plus 184 to make the playoffs. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. You know what that tells me? It tells me there's not belief that they're going to win either of the next two games. Because if they win mm-hmm. one of the next two, Rams, Packers, if they, get, if they steal one of them, they have the inside track in the NFC. Because I think they win a lot of tiebreakers at 9-8. and eight. But the fact mm-hmm. that they're plus 184, it's telling me that they don't. The odds makers don't think they're going to win either of the next two games. Rams, Packers are the next two, and they close it out with the Bears. If they steal one of the next two, I think they go at nine and eight. And you said that's plus one eighty four to make it. To make it, or, or they just haven't adjusted off of that win. Maybe is anything going to change tonight with the Seattle game? Maybe they're well, waiting on that a little. Or bit. the Eagles, right? If the Eagles yeah, lose, the, the Vikings probably go to close to even uh, or closer yeah. to even because they'd have the inside track there. So last night. We get the two covers. We get the double T's. Joe, let's talk through what happened at the end, though, because I think our audience and a lot of people out there had some investment in that. So the number went up to seven by kickoff. It was Vikings minus seven by kickoff. Mm-hmm. The It's 17-3. to three. Bears score at the end. Clock's zero, right? So it's 17-9. And yeah. the rule now is, and it's been this way for a few years, where if that's the last score of the game or last play of the game is a score and it doesn't impact the outcome, Right? It's not like it's a one-point game. You need to kick the extra point or two-point conversion. The game's over anyway. They don't make the teams kick the extra point now. They don't make you go out there and run a play, which means the game ended at 17-9 to last night, which means if you were in at the 7, you don't have a chance to push there. You don't have a chance to get that extra point. Or, I mean, I, I guess they could have went for two, which would have given you the cover the other way, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know what it, now you would have done. Every Minnesota number covered, which is the other important yes. aspect and there i i do know some people that did have the bears at plus seven and a half. Ooh, yeah okay so <laughs> well that matters then it matters so yeah. what what do you think of this rule because th- this has been we were trying to figure out this morning exactly when it changed paul brought up the minnesota miracle uh into the 2017 season into the playoffs with with the vikings and the saints what do you think about this because this obviously impacts 
betters and wagering because that last point, and we know this, these games come down to one point with the spread very often. Is it the right way they're doing it? Do you remember the last time we brought this up? It's a couple weeks ago. What game was it? Lions and Vikings. The walk-off. That's right. The Lions score the touchdown, last play of the game. They get their first win of the season. And what do you know? The Vikings are involved. Oh, by the way, it continues. The Vikings have now had one score, been in one-score games in 13 of 14 games this season. <laughs> they dominate. They didn't dominate, but the scoreboard looked like they were dominating the entire game. They're up by multiple scores throughout, and then it still ends up being a one-score game in the end. I hate this. I hate this. They need to change it back. I don't understand why this rule change was made, but here's the thing, and what it just happens. No matter what, it's going to matter. It's going to matter when it comes down to the final play in most situations, unless we're talking about a massive point spread. It's going to matter to people playing it just on the money line to win straight up, parlays involved, and then it mattered last night, ATS, when it's a 14-point game, and then it ends up being an eight-score game, eight-point uh, game in the end. Because of what happened in April with the tri-exclusive deal that the NFL made with FanDuel, DraftKings, and Caesars, and then you're like, you know what? Let's just make up another deal. Let's just We already have our exclusive sports betting partners. Let's just make up another deal because we're the NFL. We can do what we want, and we're going to take money from as many people as possible. There's no such thing as too much. So in August, they made, they made four more sports books betting partners. Points bet, bet MGM, Fox bet, win bet. So now they have seven sports betting partners. <laughs> partners in all you can't make the argument that the national football league who hated gambling forever that it took them forever to just buy into fantasy a little bit and even talk about fantasy and pregame postgame in-game bottom crawl you're in bed with them you're in bed and and your viewers your billions and billions of viewers have money riding on this and when i think touchdown when i think key number we talk about seven. Talk about six a little bit. It's kind of a secondary key number or eight. But we talk seven. So if every other touchdown throughout the game, you're going to have the extra point attempt or the two-point attempt. As long as we're in regulation, you've got to do it here. You've got to, especially since you are now in bed with. And it's something you just recently changed. It's not too much to go back. But it isn't too much to go back. But so, so the only point would be for betters, right? Because there's not a football reason to make it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, the signage you see everywhere, the billions that they're taking in, they, they right. think you know within a decade that just by doing nothing, just by flipping the switch to saying yes, we will make deals with these sports betting companies, that they think they're going to make a billion dollars annually just by saying yes to sports betting. So let me let me take the other side on this for a second. So, but isn't it kind of baked in? Like you know this now. It's part of the rule of the game, right? We're, we've been dealing with this for a few years. Like, how do you, you project that? Well, you how don't. Do you, but you don't. Yeah. But you you when you when you or I or any of our listeners wager on a game, we take every new account, right? And and it's not about one play. It's about sixty minutes of two teams and how you think the game might go. Yeah. It's just, like if it comes out of that. I mean, do you deserve to win anyway on the extra point? Like, you you were right there, but not. It, it. I just wonder if they'll go back. And also, to go back to the Minnesota thing, 
I believe they took a knee, a knee, right? Like, can you force the teams to, to actually kick the ball? You're talking about the last game? No. The Minnesota the, they Miracle. They did not. The they, Minnesota Miracle. Oh, Miracle. Oh, man. Can yeah. you actually force them to do it? Like, what is the point? I, I'm trying to think, like, let's go inside the head of Mike Zimmer. But they don't care. Like, what? what's going to force them to kick the point? Can't they just oh, take right. a knee? Yeah, they could. They could. Yeah. They probably and will. In, in last night's situation, you're probably, like, I mean, maybe you go for two and the drama is even higher just because it's like, hey, we got nothing else to play for. Like, let's practice our two-point play. But that Minnesota miracle situation, like, there's absolutely no point to risk them taking the ball back the other way. Um, Well, I guess actually it wouldn't matter in that situation either. So it was just – I kind of fall in the – you know the house rules going in. Like, who is – last night, let's say the Bears cover. Who is that a bad beat for? Is that a bad beat for – so last night – so the rule is the rule. Is that a bad beat for Bears backers? I don't think it is. If they do kick the field goal or do go for two, that's a bad beat for I Vikings would say backers. Minnesota. I yeah. would say Minnesota. However, if you're watching, they, they couldn't do anything offensively. Did they deserve to right. cover by a touchdown? They probably didn't deserve to cover by three and a half, which is the number we had in the contest. I mean, right. But we've got to follow the scoreboard and not so much right. diving into the box score. Sure. And that would have felt like a bad like everything was going wrong for the bears just everything so this and all is the a, fumbles uh, let me get through a cross sport thing you and obviously it doesn't happen as often right everyone's betting size in nfl games it's the most popular sport in america our listeners are doing this every day or week or whatever but joe let me throw this at you let's say you're betting and you can now we did it during the baseball season the playoffs let's say you're betting total bases for a player okay mm-hmm. ninth yeah. inning they get up and they hit the ball in the gap the guy scores they stop running at first base they get a single not a double we want them to run to second base now to touch second, so we get the, the double, the extra base. Like, it feels what, like what kind of hit is it? A gapper? You're saying it's a gapper. It's it's a play where yeah. they normally would have got a double if it's the sixth inning, but it's the ninth inning and the run scores. They just stop at first base and everyone cheers and they go home. Like, I feel like we're doing. Can we make the t- can we make the sport do things just for gambling? Because of the money they're taking, I say yes, yes. And I didn't even have. Well, I Minnesota in the contest, so it didn't matter. We right. got because we got three and a half. I didn't have a bet on Minnesota. We had the teaser. They were going to win that game. It didn't matter to me. But I think I say yes. I say yes because that's part of it. The touchdown at the end. Uh, I don't know. It. I got. I kind of want to see Goodell get up like there and announce this. You're in bed with them. You're in bed with them. What was the reason for taking it away? Is is what I go back to is. We watched it for so long, then they took it away because of the celebration at the very end. Just just do what you've done for decades and decades, especially since you're in bed with the gambling. I mean, there was just like that 10-minute. It was close to 10 minutes because, I mean, I was at the NBC Sports Chicago newsroom. I had Saints yeah. plus five and a half, I think, and I'm just waiting there. I mean, that is a once-in-a-lifetime scenario, I mean, don't you think? Right. I, I mean, guess a it's... playoff game like that, yeah. Yeah, I, it's it's kind of like they. What's the? Well, we know what the point is at this point. But the yeah, point in that is, scenario, yeah, the point right. is the points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the point is the point that's missing because they. Were, were, the would they make that rule change if they were in bed with the books at that time? At the time, no. no, no, no. I just think it'd be funny to hear Goodell go up there and explain why he's doing it. If he like he's talk around why he's nobody doing would it. even notice. Nobody no. would even. Well, you're right about that. For us. Yeah, we would. <laughs> Joe O, Joe G, it is BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Jim Sonis of FanDuel will join us next. We'll talk some NFL right here on the BetQL Network.